Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, here we go. No time to waste. I'm just going to get right to it here. Damar Hamlin. All right. I had lots of things to talk about, but I'm going to I'm going to spend a great deal of time on this. I was watching the bowl games with my parents. We were doing a little bit of gambling and, you know, just fun family gambling. Uh, and then, of course, the bowl games ended, and everybody got paid, and then we started watching the Cincinnati Bengals game just because it was on, and, you know, whatever. We don't watch the NFL anymore, haven't in a very long time. I, di- I mean, I didn't even know that uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman were the guys who did Monday Night Football. That should tell you how out of the loop I am on sports. But we started watching it, and then, of course, we watched him collapse live. We w- I mean, we saw the whole thing live immediately. Jab-related, 100%, without a doubt. Within minutes on social media, and trust me, I'm going to get back to ESPN and everything that they said and everything that they are, along with the NFL. Believe me, I'll get into all of it. And I'm trying to make this as organized as possible, but I'm also just trying to get this out too. Because I want people to reflect on what these organizations have done in the past the bigger scheme of bread and circus, of course, what's going on now, and then we can hypothesize about what's going to happen in the future. Because we have to do that. That's the scientific method. That is actual science. And we get to do that, and we get to do that with regularity, and we can do it without a license, and we can do it as often as we want. And damn it, we're going to do it here. So here we go. Within minutes on YouTube, after DeMar Hamlin collapsing, They had one of their many YouTube propagandist doctors get on his channel and discuss what happened. And I want you to hear exactly what he said. So here's that audio in three, two, one. That is one of the most rare things we can see in sports medicine. As DeMar Hamlin went down with what appeared to be cardiac arrest after taking this hit on the field. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Brian Suter, and on this channel, I try to teach you about the sports medicine world and give you some insight into what we see on the field. What we saw happen tonight is not related to any sort of vaccines. This is almost certainly something called commotio cordis, an extremely, extremely rare condition that's one of those things that we typically only think we're going to read about in textbooks. Essentially, what can happen is if you have a blunt trauma to the chest that occurs at exactly the right time in the cardiac electrical cycle, your heart can be sent into cardiac arrest. As Hamlin comes in here, we can see this square hit to the front of his chest. We see him get back up momentarily before ultimately collapsing back down to the ground and requiring CPR on the field. This is a tracing of our heart's electrical activity. Basically, this is one cycle of the heart squeezing. It starts off with this P wave, which is the electrical activity of the atrium at the top of the heart squeezing, then the QRS complex, which is going to be the ventricles acting. But then the last phase is this T wave, where the ventricle basically depolarizes and kind of resets to get ready for the next cycle. For commotio cordis to happen, you have to suffer this blunt trauma to the chest at exactly the right moment, specifically on this upstroke of the T wave in order for the heart to then be sent into this arrhythmia and subsequent cardiac arrest. This is one of those things that not only do you have to have a high enough force, but it has to happen within milliseconds of a time window because if that impact comes at any other time in this electrical cycle, you're fine. You don't go into this. But 
when it happens at just this right time during this upstroke of the T wave, and if it's high enough, then you can have this thing called commotio cordis. We typically think of it happening in baseball players whenever they get hit in the middle of the chest with a hard thrown ball, but unfortunately that looks like what is most likely to have happened here with Hamlin. Treatment like this is obviously CPR and defibrillation as quickly as possible because this can absolutely be a life-threatening thing. Again, this is not something that people should go speculate about vaccines or anything like that causing this cardiac arrest. There was a clear contact, a clear trauma, and I think a clear reason why Unfortunately, this happened for Hamlin. My thoughts and prayers go out to the player, go out to his family, everybody else there on the field, the medical staff taking care of him. This is an extremely, extremely serious thing. One of those conditions that, like I said, you hope, you pray, you never actually see as a medical provider. Hopefully this was educational. Let me know as always any questions or comments down below. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. He's 100% wrong. 100% wrong. His name is Brian Suterer, S-U-T-T-E-R-E-R medical doctor. Remember his name. Remember his name. He's on Twitter. Destroy his Twitter account right now. If you're on Twitter, destroy it. Go after this man because he's a monster. This right here is the brain in the vice that these people are not going to be able to handle. His phone must have been ringing off the hook from the powers that be. Get on YouTube quick. Make a video about this quick. Do it quick. Quick, quick, quick. That's not science. That's not the scientific method. You're not supposed to jump out at first with a giant explanation, and then, which is false, and then bookend your explanation with the dismissal of what it is not, according to you. You bookended it with, it's not the jab. This isn't vaccine-related. Nonsense. That's exactly what this is. Allegedly, DeMar Hamlin was boosted around Christmas Day with a third shot. Now let me get into the NFL and ESPN. When I was watching this immediately, of course, they went away to commercial. They do what they do. They came back. Observationally speaking, you could see the faces of the players and everybody who was on the field as the cameras were going around and they were showing the faces. You weren't just seeing the faces of individuals who were concerned with one of their teammates. Yes, that was part of it. What you were really seeing, too, in particular the individuals who were sort of by themselves, you were seeing a look of sheer astonishment because they were looking into a mirror. Approximately 85% of the NFL employees, all of them, staff, secretaries, accountants, right through the, right through the district, you know, district office, you know what I mean, uh, you know, the business offices, wh wherever they're located, New York, whatever, and then all the different cities, and then, of course, the actual stadiums themselves where they have their offices. 85% of them are all jabbed, players included. This year alone, we have, we've seen what regarding the, uh, the NFL? You have J.J. Watt, who had a heart condition and does have a heart condition. I'm shocked he's still playing if he's still playing. But you saw his reaction if you saw that uh, press conference when, when he was discussing with the media about how he went to a doctor with a heart condition but got cleared to play. I mean, he was, he was crying. He has a newborn on the way. He's probably jabbed. 
this is this is it. They're looking into the mirror and facing their own mortality. As the footage kept rolling on the film, of course, no one said jab. None of them. They didn't even comment on the hit, other than to occasionally say, and they speculated, well, maybe it was a head injury. Maybe it was a head injury. Maybe it's something that's unforeseen then. And then they started to, again, speculate, and then they stayed away from it. And they just started saying things like, you know, it's not about a game and whatever else. But then in the same breath, because these people have forked tongues, in the same breath, they were, Scott Van Pelt was saying, well, football's important. That was a direct quote. Well, you know, football's important, and you know, we need this game. And the answer is no. Bread and circus is not important. It's important to them because that's how they make a living. That's all they know. These are not people with common sense. These are not people who know what is going on in society. These are people, ladies and gentlemen, at the NFL and ESPN, the quote-unquote worldwide leader in sports, or they claim to be. These individuals bent the knee to the LGBTQ nonsense to the never, you know, we're never going to get over cancer, so everybody stand up to cancer. There's no cure that exists, so stand up to cancer, and let's just milk that for all it's worth. Right down to Black Lives Matter, where they were all taking the knee. All of them. Now let me go back in time with the NFL briefly, and I'll go backwards chronologically to examine what it is that they've done. First of all, that very night, on Monday night, Adam Schefter said, and you could see him, you know, again, with his with his lips closed, and and he knows what this is, but they're not going to say it because they're paid opposition. They they are the enemy. They are not our friends. That's why we shouldn't give these people our time. But we can watch them the way that an ally watches the enemy. We get to watch them and analyze what they're doing, what they're saying, and how they're behaving around moments like this, because that's important. That's no different than gathering intel on your enemy on a battlefield. You have to do that. And that's what I found myself doing, and my parents were watching the same thing, and we're watching this and going, can you look at his face, look at his face, look at his eyes, look at what they just said, blah, blah, blah. And we're going through all of it. It's blatantly obvious. But what Adam Schefter said was, is he said, quote, this has never happened before. We've never seen this happen before. Certainly not in the NFL, but we've never seen this happen before. That was a direct quote. Now, let, let's go back in time. NFL to the side for a minute, but I'll get to that very quickly. We have seen nothing but soccer players dropping on the field of play and receiving chest compressions on the field. So. If you're the world worldwide leader in sports, you're not good at your job because you're not paying attention to what's actually happening. We're seeing this happen. The exact same day, Martina Navratilova, the ex-women's tennis player, has two forms of cancer. Is she jabbed? Certainly. In fact, if memory serves, she was pushing for the jabs when the time came but then spoke out about how you can't discriminate against the people who aren't jabbed. But she's jabbed. Now she has aggressive cancer in two forms of it. One, one apparently in her throat. Okay? So, she's done. 
But for Adam Schefter to say this has never happened before in football, well, lest he be reminded, this is from the Gateway Pundit, October 9th of 2022, Detroit Lions cornerback Savion Smith collapses on field during NFL game. Father rides in ambulance. He just collapsed. And of course, if you recall, they called it a neck injury. Was it? At New England. A day game. This has happened before. This is not new. These individuals are not good at their jobs. They have selective amnesia because it's cognitive dissonance. They have talking orders. I mean that literally. They have orders. They have emails, meetings, do not bring up the shots. We're going to leave this to medical doctors. Do not speculate on air. Do not, do not, do not. They have a giant list of things they are supposed to never, ever say. But they are being bombarded now on social media with all of it because trending on Twitter that very night was died suddenly, Fauci, COVID, all of it, vaccines, you name it. All those words were trending. It's unavoidable. It's completely unavoidable. Here's another individual, again, ex-Jacksonville Jaguars player, apparently the exact same day. Former NFL player, I'm going to butcher his name, don't care, Yuchi Nawarne, whatever, who called to jail the unvaccinated, died suddenly at 38 years old. And he did say that, by the way, that he wanted the, the unjabbed to be held accountable, apparently. Uh, let me bring this up here. My apologies on, the, on, on wasting some time. Here we go. He said in a tweet on September 1st of 2021, quote, Okay, so let's get these vaccine mandates and vaccine passports up and running ASAP. We seeing children die daily from the unvaccinated selfishness. Pregnant women at risk too. Protect life. Mandate the vaccine. Jail anyone who refuses to protect life. So he's dead. Now, chronologically, let's go back and look at the behavior of ESPN and the NFL individually and collectively. And again, I'll go back chronologically from right now back in time. I'm going to take it, frankly, back to 9-11. But I'm going to hit just a couple of points before that. These two organizations depend on one another. They depend on one another tighter than anything. I could make endless comparisons, but you get what I'm saying. Individually and collectively, they are the mafia. They are criminal organizations. So back in, I've told this story before, but I'm going to revisit it because it matters. And it brings up, again, a pinata I love beating on, Simone Gold. The first time I saw Simone Gold speak was in Cincinnati. I was sitting in the back right of the room, and then it became the Q&A session. A man stood up in the back left of the room to my left, older man on the verge of retirement, and a medical doctor in Cincinnati. 
If he was jabbed or not has slipped my mind. He may have said he was or he wasn't. I'm not entirely sure. He was concerned about his daughter. He asked Dr. Simone Gold and told her and the entire room that his daughter worked for the NFL and that the NFL was mandating these shots for everyone to take and that she was concerned about it and that he was concerned about it and what should be done and what were the health ramifications and legal ramifications. Simone Gold dismissed any health ramifications because she wasn't in, she wasn't interested in that at the time and there's no money to be made in it. She looked at the dad who was a doctor who again, whose daughter worked for the NFL in their front office. And she said that she wanted him to be a part of a lawsuit. Well, you need to get a hold of me and, you know, I, we'll, we'll get you my info. I'll get your information. You need to be a part of a lawsuit because we need to sue. We need to sue because Simone Gold's about the money. She doesn't give a damn about what they can do legally as individuals on their own to keep their daughter from becoming jabbed, whether that be a medical uh, exemption, a religious exemption the steps to go through those to make them ironclad so that the NFL cannot dismiss them under any circumstance. You make the documents huge and thick, whatever it may be. Or you just tell your daughter, quit your job because your life matters more than a J-O-B. All of that could have been said because all of that was known at the time. Simone Gold didn't bring any of that up. My point is, is that we know that the NFL is a criminal organization and they're all jabbed and they've all bent the knee and they're completely owned by the powers that be. We know what that is and who they are. We know what's happening. And ESPN cannot exist without the NFL and vice versa. Now, I'm going to get into some other stuff later, but let's, let's continue to go back down this timeline. The CTE timeline, the brain damage timeline, you recall all of that from back around 2014, 2015. That was a big, big deal because it shined a giant light on the NFL for the criminal organization that they are, the cover-up that, that ensued, the documentaries that were made, the books that were written, and the movies that were made. Will Smith, of course, starring in one of them. The interviews, the endless doctors, the real doctors who discovered the CTE and what was going on in the brains of the retired NFL players, etc., etc. The cover-up was massive. The intimidation was there. People were probably killed for releasing information, allegedly. This is a big deal. People rush to these games and buy their merchandise not knowing or putting it in the back of their mind or dismissing it that they're a criminal organization capable of murdering people who tell the truth or ruining them financially at the very least. That's what you're dealing with here. This is your God. This is the altar on which these people give their money to and and watch every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever the hell they have these games now. Now let's go back to 9-11.
What happened on 9-11, of course, is not what really happened. What people saw on their television isn't what really took place. But what happened, with all of that aside for a minute, what happened with the NFL during 9-11? They got their talking orders also. We're going to use this as an opportunity to make copious amounts of money, to galvanize the American public and remind them that they need sports and they need us. And they did it, didn't they? American flags in every stadium, flyovers with military aircraft, people pumping their fists, screaming at the top of their lungs, we're going to get those bastards and blah, 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 blah. The propaganda machine was well-oiled, kicked up to 11, and everybody drank it in like an ice-cold beer on a Sunday. It was disgusting. I even noticed it back then as it being a little odd and, obvi- and, and obvious. Now, I bought the 9-11 lie initially. I'll fully admit that. But I also remember this. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, it's kind of sad. I was, well, although I was telling the truth and I turned out to be right. Uh, back, back during college, the crew that I ran with, my brother, you know, our friends, whatever. I was criticized for criticizing Pat Tillman because Pat Tillman, of course, was an Arizona Cardinal, played in the NFL. 9-11 happened and Pat Tillman was at the forefront of the propaganda machine. ESPN was soaking it up. The NFL was soaking it up. Here he comes with his hair waving in the air, flag in the air, whatever. I was criticized by all those people, friends, family, whatever, for saying, why is Pat Tillman going to enlist in the military? He just got married. He just got married to his wife, wanted to start a family. He's a millionaire. He doesn't know what happened, really. Why is, he, why is he dropping all of the security and leaving his family to go shoot people in a foreign country who weren't even involved? But the reason that he did was because he, he, was, he was too deep in it. He was so deep in the NFL government propaganda story, there was no way out for him, so he thought. I criticized Pat Tillman, even after his death, where he was shot by his own people, and that is hinky as well, because even Pat Tillman's mom said it was done on purpose, to which I then said it was done on purpose to galvanize the masses around a guy who was an alleged patriot, quote-unquote. I'm using that phrase loosely because, again, you know, Ignorance played a big role in that, but it was used to rally the troops. Look, they killed Pat Tillman. That was the initial story. Look, they killed him. Arabs killed him. They killed your, your, your Sunday hero on, on the football field who dropped everything in his life that made sense to go do something that he thought made sense to him. The NFL squeezed that for everything it was worth. There was no juice left in Pat Tillman to squeeze out until it started to back up on the entire story of how Pat Tillman died. 
They even, again, ran endless documentaries on ESPN about all of that, saying, well, it was friendly fire, and then they were talking to people who were allegedly there, and they were saying, Pat ran ahead because that's the kind of guy that Pat Tillman was, and he ran ahead to you know, go get the bad guys first, and it was dark out, and there were lots of rocks, and there was lots of firing, and we couldn't see, and blah, 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 blah. And then Pat Tillman's mom started to speak out and went, nope, that's not how it all went down. And then the whole story disappeared. Just like that. These are the criminal organizations that we're dealing with, and they work hand-in-hand with government. Hand-in-hand with government. So that's the history, albeit brief, of the NFL, ESPN, their criminal relationship with one another, and their capacity to lie and gaslight to everyone involved. Make no mistake, every employee of ESPN, including all of the employees the night that DeMar Hamlin collapsed, they're all in on it. Because they could have spoken the truth. Now let me mention another example which I immediately was thinking about at the time when it happened. And you're seeing the faces of everybody and you know they're all shocked and looking in the mirror and examining their own mortality. As they should be. I couldn't help but think of The Dark Knight Rises when Bane, again, the bad guy, although the truth teller to some extent, is standing on the field and he's lecturing the entire population of the city who is there attending that football game. All you would need, ladies and gentlemen, is someone to hijack a microphone of a stadium like that when it's packed to the gills, and you could say any series of things in short order to help wake people up. You could say, was he jabbed? You could say, do you know the jabs are killing people? Do you know books and documentaries are being made about this in real time? Have you seen Fluvid 19, the documentary? Have you seen Died Suddenly, the documentary? Have you read the books that have come out about all of this? Are you not paying attention to the world you live in? But see, That would work for some, of course, but not all. The cognitive dissonance among people is so thick that the capacity for rationalization is infinity. I mean, these people's conscience will eventually catch up to them, and that, too, wears on individuals' immune systems, and it wears on their personal health, as it should. So. This is going to get worse. This will not get better. You will see more of this on screen. There will be more of this with regularity in multiple sports. You know, but heaven forbid it happen in the NFL. It will happen more in the NFL. It's an inevitability. It's an inevitability. And they, they you know, these ESPN hosts, that booger guy, whose nickname is Booger. I don't know his full name. I just know that that's the worst nickname on the face of the planet. Adam Schefter and then Susie Culber. These are all lifers. They're lifers. They're in it. They need it. It's all they know. If it disappears, they're done. They're done. 
because they're exposed as being propagandists, which is exactly what they are. We don't need sports, ladies and gentlemen. Rome fell. The Colosseum was then replicated and brought over to the United States. Rome is falling here in America. We need to let it fall. Because there were some things that were said, some direct quotes that I thought were interesting. Here was one of them. I wrote it down. Lisa Salter was on the field. Now, I know what she was referencing, and she wasn't referencing what we want her to reference, but she said it anyway, and she said, quote, They aren't going to want to play another down again. Now, she was talking about the players reacting to uh, DeMar Hamlin collapsing, of course. She was, she was crying. I mean, she was visibly upset, but, but that's what she said. Take that quote and now make it bigger in the context of they're never going to want to play another down ever again for the rest of their lives because it's jab-related. See, that's when the House of Cards collapses. Because, again, who do we have here? We, we, we already have dead and injured former players. We have dead and injured college players from the jabs. We have dead and injured teenagers and children from the jabs worldwide in all sports and in all walks of life. But this isn't jab-related to them. But at the same time, you have the likes of Aaron Rodgers, who openly came out and said, I'm not taking these. They're killing people. They're damaging people permanently, and they're killing them. I'm not taking this. Those NFL players know that. You've heard me say that on this show. They all know that. They can dismiss it, but they're being reminded. And the looks on the faces of the players when DeMar, ha- uh, DeMar Hamlin fell, I'm going to butcher his name throughout this, my apologies. And my prayers to him and his family, clearly. I don't want people to die. I'm not a monster. I'm just saying that there are lessons here, and if the lessons aren't learned and there isn't permanent change like the collapse of the propaganda criminal organization, we aren't learning anything. We aren't learning anything. Because if this man dies, he's going to know the truth in heaven. He'll know it. Do you think that he will want the lie to be perpetuated after he's gone? Of course not. They'll want everybody to learn from it, change their ways, walk away from the Roman circus bullshit as fast as humanly possible, and re-examine their lives. That's what he would want. Because that's what the clarity of death brings to people. We have, fortunately, those of us that have been selected by God, have the, have the collection, or the ability rather, the, the collective ability, I mean to say, to know what's going on right now. But there are many people who don't, and that's, again, how strong the matrix truly is. Um, I took some notes here. My apologies. Uh, Scott Van Pelt, uh, blah, blah, blah. Was it a hit to the chin? It looked like he was hit in the chin, Scott Van Pelt initially said. And then this was when the game took a turn and they went from speculating about whether or not they were going to return to not returning at all. The booger guy immediately said on screen, 
they need to call this game and postpone it permanently and then pick another time to play because they can't possibly play anymore. He said openly the NFL needs to call this now. He was the first person on screen to say it. And then after he said that, they went to commercial, they came back, and then things were happening where the game was going to be called and they weren't going to play the precious game any longer. Here's, here's something else, too, that, that I think is, is going to reverberate throughout the coming days, weeks, and months, and years, and it had better, or else, again, people aren't learning their lesson. This is going to reverberate among K-12 athletes, quote-unquote. Okay, I use that term loosely. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. They're not athletes. They play a game. Athletes are like Olympians, okay? These, these, people play, these kids play a game. This is going to reverberate among the college players as well. They should all be questioning this right now. If they have a brain in their head and they're jabbed, they'll walk away permanently right now and reexamine their lives. But unfortunately, this is all they know. And the cognitive dissonance, again, is so strong that these people are actually willing to die on the field of play because this is what they are willing to die for. A game. Dressing up in pajamas and throwing a, a pig organ filled with air through the sky for make-believe points. This, again, is what they're willing to die for. They're willing to die for that. I, again, I, you know, I, I think that's sad. I, I, I just think that's very, very sad. I, I think that the other thing, too, that we need to watch out for is this, because this is something that they do not want to have happen. I think it has to happen immediately, and I mean immediately, like yesterday, but we need to pay attention to whether or not there are recommendations that any athlete who has been jabbed cease playing their game of choice. Because technically, that's what should happen. All of the individuals who are jabbed should stop playing sports. They shouldn't be exercising. They should just stop what they're doing. There need to be very public, more so than there already have been, medical doctors making this suggestion all of the time now. If you're an athlete, you need to stop playing. If you have taken these jabs, you need to quit. You need to walk away because your life is in danger now. And again, on ESPN, what were they doing? They were saying, well, they go out. I mean, I, again, I don't know the player, but he was, he was talking with Scott Van Pelt, former player, apparently. He was saying, these guys go out on the field and risk their lives. They put their lives on the line when they play this game. I guess, I mean, I guess that's, that's one way, I, I guess, of, of phrasing it. I wouldn't phrase it that way. It's a dangerous game, sure. But what's more dangerous is pumping your body full of a biological weapon and ignoring the truth. Those aren't survivable characteristics or habits of a human being that's going to make it. That's more dangerous. So I'm waiting for the bane of Gotham City to grab a microphone and say what needs to be said in a stadium and hijack that microphone 
and hijack that audio system and say what needs to be said to wake up the masses. It has to happen. Social media as a platform and as a medium is just is just one avenue. Does it make a difference? Of course it does. It makes a massive positive difference and it makes a horrible negative difference. But somebody's got to hijack a microphone at a game and say something along the same wavelength that Bain said in a calm voice. Or you can say it in a stern voice, in a stern tone of voice, as if to say, again, stop worshiping at the altar of the thing that is going to kill you. Because that's what's going on. And this is God's plan, ladies and gentlemen. He's in control of everything. We're watching this happen because he wants it to happen this way. It's, be, it's happening this way. 2023 just started. And look what's already happening. The House of Cards is already collapsing. The cover-up is already occurring. The rationalization is in full force. We're talking fifth gear pedal to the floor. That's not going to let up. But people are going to forget this, and they'd better not. Because again, anybody playing a sport right now who's jabbed, I don't care if it's pickleball. I don't care if you're one of these goobers that plays one of these dumb made-up games that just, you know, just started the other day. You need to stop if you're jabbed. A hundred percent. Now, as all of this was going on with Damar Hamlin, again, if I'm saying his name correctly, um, I was talking, I was communicating with a number of people over the phone. I was talking again with um, our former guest from Louisiana. I was commenting with Sicily. We were going back and forth, and I was talking with Kim Carter. Kim Carter, of course, is a nurse in Cincinnati, and she was working at the time. She wasn't working at UC Medical Center. She doesn't work there, but she was working at a large hospital in Cincinnati. We were going back and forth, and she was saying that she was listening to the radio and, and all the communication devices that exist in the hospital to figure out what was going on. I'm going to try to have her back on the show because, again, this is a patriot of the highest order. Without a doubt, we are on the same side here. And she used the opportunity last, you know, the other night on, on Monday night when she was working to red pill her coworkers because she knows that her coworkers are jabbed. She's not jabbed. Not everybody's jabbed, but the vast majority of her coworkers are jabbed. She sent me this. Not long after I'm recording this, actually, she said, my whole unit was forced was force fed a red pill last night because of Damar. I finished shoving it down their throats. Most of my coworkers have been vaxxed due to mandates. They wanted to know what they should expect. I told them the current life expectancy and sent them to watch died suddenly. I have a day shift coworker that is going to go through every patient chart and get the data I want. She's going to text me when she gets it today. Unquote. People in positions like that have got to start doing what they are called to do 
and go above and beyond their contractual obligations. It's the reason I'm here right now. The reason I'm here right now is because I went above and beyond my contractual obligations to the point where I caught, of course, people that I was working with abusing children and covering it up. That's why I'm here doing what I'm doing, and I'm not doing what I used to do for a living. But people in all walks of life, in all professions, have got to start doing this now. As even the idiots on ESPN would say, this isn't about football right now. This is about life and death. You bet your ass it's about life and death in more ways than you can possibly imagine, and you were a part of the problem. Those people were a part of the problem. Those were the people running the Pfizer ads on all their commercials. Those were the people doing all of that, and the chickens are coming home to roost now. So, to quote Lisa Salter, how do they play another down ever again? You got that right. A bigger question? How do you get out of bed in the morning as a sports announcer and lie for a living? Knowing that you potentially just watched a guy die right in front of your face. Again, the crow in the humble pie is going to be a serving so big that that will kill these people alone. But we're watching the whole thing crumble is my ultimate point. And again, I played the audio earlier of that propagandist doctor from YouTube. Now give these doctors a listen, and let me introduce them before I play the audio. First, the first person you're going to hear is Stephen Malthouse, medical doctor. The second person you're going to hear who does the majority of the talking is Charles Hoff, medical doctor. And then there's Chris Shaw, PhD, who is also in on the, uh, the Skype or Zoom call here. Again, it's a minute and 23 seconds long. I put this on Gab the other day. It was making the rounds on social media the other day. It's just more, it's more proof. That's all. You cannot have these doctors saying this and then the YouTube doctor saying what he's saying. One of them is science, one of them is not. One of them is asking questions and getting down to logical answers. The other is a rationalization. So give this audio a listen in three, two, one. If it wasn't just for, you know, myocarditis or strokes or so on, but what we're seeing is also that people are starting to talk about the cancers which are appearing. Uh, doctors are seeing them and also the, the number of um, of cases of cancer, which you know are much advanced when they're first recognized, and also they have distant uh, spread, it's quite remarkable. Uh, Charles, are you seeing something like this in your practice? Yeah, I, in fact, I wanted to talk about one of my own patients. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's fascinating as a as a family doctor. Um, over the years, you know, a small percentage of the new cancer diagnoses would would unfortunately be stage four. At first diagnosis. But in my practice now, it's approximately two-thirds of all cancer diagnoses since the VAX rollout um, are stage four. And so, you know, pathologists um, around the world have noticed this, that unfortunately now the people who had previous cancers who were, which were in remission um, are flaring up since their shots because of the damage to their immune system by the COVID shots. But New cancers being diagnosed, the tumors are bigger than ever. They, they seem to grow very aggressively, spread very aggressively, and um, be very resistant to treatment. So this has been nicknamed turbo cancer. 
there was a drummer for the band Modest Mouse who died the other day. He was diagnosed with cancer just a few days ago, and a few days after being diagnosed with cancer, he died. Again, there are multiple reasons why these people are dying, because that fits under the umbrella of syndrome. The word syndrome in AIDS is a plethora of illnesses, which does include cancer and very aggressive cancers. This is not unusual. This is what happens when the human immune system, in particular the DNA, has been poisoned to the point where it cannot function normally the way that God intended, and then everything is ramped up. Again, not shocking to us, but you cannot have that juxtaposition, that alleged yin and yang of doctors describing what they're describing and have them both be right. In fact, they wouldn't even be in the same room with one another because the one who is wrong would rationalize his lack of participation immediately and say, well, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to, whatever. You're talking about, again, people that are not thinking people. These are individuals that just do and follow orders and do. They don't stop. These are not, you know, stop and smell the roses kind of people. These are not people that sit in a grass field and look at the clouds. That's, that, that, that's not who these people are. The propagandists like that YouTube doctor are the kinds of people that are just machines of, of lies. I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, you know, they, it's just in them. It's part of who they are. I must achieve, I must achieve, I must achieve, I must achieve, and then they don't stop and think, wait a minute, maybe what I'm doing isn't factually accurate, and maybe it's going to get people killed. So, I have other things I want to mention in this episode, which, again, I, I certainly have to get to. You heard me mention, and there's not going to be any order to this necessarily, so my apologies. Uh, you heard me mention Simone Gold earlier. She put an audio out on Gab the other day. Why, why these people have Gab posts when they're getting shredded in the comments section is beyond me. Again, I, I don't understand it. I mean, quit Gab because no one wants you on there anymore, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You get on Marjorie Taylor Greene's Gab page in the comments section, every comment is against her. She's getting shredded because she's a sellout and a politician, and, you know, she's bought and sold and blackmailed and whatever else. But you've got Simone Gold, same situation. Simone Gold actually put out an audio the other day of her having some interview with somebody who I've never seen before, and she openly stated that the pharmaceutical industry didn't intend to harm people. They just cut corners. That according to her, they didn't intentionally, the pharmaceutical industry didn't intentionally seek out to harm people. They just cut corners which can harm people. Now, she's an idiot because the word harm is in the word pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical comes from the word pharmakia, which means sorcery. And their symbol, including that of America's frontline doctors, of course, is the casudius or caduceus, if I'm saying that right which is the scepter with the two serpents wrapped around it. 
Now, what is peaceful about that symbol? Nothing. It's sorcery. She doesn't know what she's talking about because she's not bright. She, too, is a propagandist. Simone Gold is a propagandist. She is out there as controlled opposition to maintain the system that she seeks to profit from and maintain a license in if she ever chooses to practice medicine again, which she doesn't have to. She's stolen enough money up to this point, allegedly. So, uh, it's just so frustrating, these people. They are out there to maintain a system that they have to keep in place because if the system collapses, they as an individual collapse. Just like the NFL, just like the Scott Van Pelts and the Susie Culbers of ESPN. If, if the board game collapses, there's no game for them to play anymore. Which is why our focus, I think, certainly my focus has always been, and I've been rather consistent on this, I think, Call me out if I haven't been. But the collapse of bread and circus has to exist in this country. It has to exist worldwide. And I think personally we're living through it. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen without a fight on both sides. They have to maintain their illusion and their world as poisonous and deadly as it is. But we have to fight them back. We have to fight against their bread and circus. By, again, not watching, not participating, not buying their merchandise, not giving it a moment's time. Because if we do now, what, what, what is it that we're supporting? We would be supporting them in all facets of what it is that they're trying to cover up. No one with a conscience can possibly engage in that ever again. So again. I'm calling for a number of things here. Small audience, not a big audience, I know that. It's a nice tight-knit group and little family we've got here, and God bless each and every one of you for listening, but the jabbed have got to stop playing these games permanently. They have to walk away. K-12, college, pro, semi-pro, whatever it is, stop playing these games. Count your blessings because time's running out if you're jabbed. We have to do whatever we can then to also perpetuate the complete collapse of that system, that quote-unquote entertainment system. We have to. Just like Hollywood has lost hundreds of billions of dollars in the last year alone, of which, of course, the media probably didn't even touch with a 10-foot pole because if they do, people will start to ask questions and they can't have that. They need everybody asleep and in the matrix. The same thing has to happen with the quote-unquote sports entertainment industry. It has to. You know, it begs the question, too, these alternative NFL or football leagues that are starting up in the spring what is one of them? Uh, the USFL. Apparently that's been brought back. The question again is, is, is that for unjabbed people? Even so, it's still bread and circus. It's still a problem. What would make them better is if they openly and publicly came out and said, this is a league for the unjabbed. If you want to make money and play the game you like for a living, 
You might not make NFL money, but you can come here if you're unjabbed. And you can run your tail off all day long without risk of, uh, you know, having your heart explode in front of everybody on live television. Again, the circus would still be going on, which is a problem, because that's why we are in the position we are in in the first place, is because that bread and circus is such a distracting avenue that even the so-called awake continue to support with regularity. Again, full disclosure, I've watched more bull football in the last three days than I have in the last 10 years. I'm not kidding. And the observations that I was making throughout this entire time, because again, I view it as a social experiment also. I had some downtime and I figured I'll watch bowl games, gamble on these games with my family, but I'm going to watch the commercials too. The commercials are astonishing, are they not? Not a white person in sight. That's number one. Number two, the most heinous commercial, I think, beyond all the vaccine commercials and the drug commercials, which goes without saying, is the Gatorade commercial. And you know exactly which Gatorade commercial I'm talking about. I know you know it, because it hits you like a literal freight train in the face. You have a seeming white man who's athletic. You have a apparent mixed-race female who is athletic. And then you have a monstrosity of a morbidly obese woman allegedly engaging in yoga, trying to gaslight people into believing that that is healthy. Well, look, she can balance on her head, and her neck isn't snapping like a toothpick. She's healthy. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see the insulin resistance on her skin. I used to teach this. I know what it is. When you have a darkening of the skin, now, she's a black woman, but that aside, when the pigment of the skin is darker, in particular on the back of the neck, or on the backs of the arms, or the back in general, even in the feet, when you have a darkening of the skin that is, that is deeper than the regular pigment of the skin, that is insulin resistance. Her pancreas is screaming for help. Her liver is screaming for help because it's coated in fat. But don't worry, she can balance on her head and drink Gatorade. Gatorade's poison, let's not kid ourselves. There's nothing in Gatorade that anybody should be consuming. It's loaded with potassium chloride. Potassium chloride is also in purified water. It's poison. It's what they give death row inmates before they're executed. It's, it, it slows their heart, causes heart problems. But Sean, you don't have a medical license. You can't say those things. You, you don't, you don't, you're not a medical doctor. I'm literate. I'm literate and I have eyeballs. And I'm gaslight proof. Thank God I'm gaslight proof now. But they're trying to normalize that insanity right in your face. It's disgusting. It's laughable and disgusting. But the commercials, my God in heaven, are they, are they awful or what? They are just an abomination. They're awful. So, yeah. So that's it for me. I mean, it's, sports is done. I mean, you know, I vegged out on a, on a few bowl games, and, and that's it. And then it culminated 
with DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, collapsing for all the world to see. And the posts on social media were interesting too. Some were saying things like, why are you watching that game in the first place? Who cares? Who cares if, if uh, you know, a person collapses in front of 20 million viewers and, and whatever else? It matters because it's supposed to change things. And like I said earlier, God's hand is on this. It's on it. He's doing this to show people, this is your future if you don't quit. This is your future if you don't walk away. This is your future if you don't wake up. I'm going to show everybody on a, on a relatively important, quote-unquote, Monday night football game with playoff implications for teams at the end of the regular season. You know, we were looking forward to the game because they had great records and they were both great teams and it's Monday night football and the place is packed and blah, 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 blah. And then that happened. And all the wind got sucked out of everybody's sails. Again, I, I didn't care about the game. I was haphazardly, it was background noise. But the lesson and the, the, the social experiment lesson that we all saw point blank was right there in front of everybody's face. Now, a few things here, other things as well. The state of California. The state of California has made it legal to where if you criticize the jabs, you lose your medical license. Drink that in for a minute. Let that, let that sink in and what that means, because the state of California is your enemy. Government is your enemy. The states of New York, I hope I get this right, New York, Washington State, Colorado, and at least two or three other states, all left-wing states if memory serves, they have all legalized Human composting that people are allowed to now, as a government and as a state, compost human beings when they are dead. Let's critically think about that for a moment and ask why. Why would that be the case? Why would you need to legalize the composting of human beings and grinding them up into dust? Because your morgues are filled. Yes, there's, of course, the cannibalism aspect of all of it and the body organ trafficking part of all of it and making it into food and, and all of that. That is a thing that happens. It's in lots of the foods that are consumed and drinks that are consumed, including bugs and so on and so forth. But I want to take it into a different avenue, which is the death toll is going to be too much for morgues to handle, which means they're going to have to have other means of disposing of bodies. Again, let that sink in for a minute. We're talking about massive border states. Washington, Pacific Coast, New York, Atlantic Coast, and a couple in the middle. This is a big deal. Not getting a lot of play. But it's connected to the grand, grander evil scheme that's going on here. And people had better wake up to this. This is a big deal. Here's another one. Uh, again, 
my apologies here. A couple of headlines just very quickly before I get into some more specifics. Um, the, this comes from the Blaze. Boston Public Schools announced temporary masking for students and teachers upon return after Christmas break. So they're brainwashed. Pull your children out of school. There's another sign. There's another exhibit. There's a giant flag waving in the air. Pull them out. Pull them out. Breitbart. CDC pushes teachers to measure commitment to LGBTQ inclusivity instruction. The CDC, ladies and gentlemen, has their fingers in more social experiments than you can possibly imagine. And it's not just, again, jab or mask related. Although, of course, that's a major one. Uh, here's another one. MSNBC contributor says, this is from notthebee.com, says that she's shocked and appalled that her children and young people don't want to get continual COVID boosters. She was talking with an alleged medical doctor. There was some audio, I'm not going to play it, but she said that she had a sit down with her children about getting their updated boosters and her children told her apparently that they aren't interested, which means the children are smarter than the parent, if that conversation even took place. Back to the human composting thing real quick, because I wanted to get the states correct here. Uh, Colorado, Oregon, Vermont, California, and now New York, and Washington State. Those are the states that have legalized the composting of human beings. Honest to God, throwing them in wood chippers and just getting rid of them by any means necessary. Uh, let me read you this. This just came to me. Thank you, Sicily, by the way, from New Mexico. She said, cops and fire truck at high school on the first day back. Probably nothing, but I'll try to find out and let you know of any other updates. Quote, unquote. So that's the school district where she used to work. And that's happening today, apparently. Here's something else that's also happening. Again, if you need another exhibit or another flag in the air to pull your children out of school permanently and forever and teach them another way, this comes from the American Red Cross. It is titled Information for Teen Donors. Blood donations help save lives and are a great way for young adults to get back to the to give back to the community. Ladies and gentlemen, the American Red Cross is interested in setting up blood donation locations at bus stops. Talks about parental consent, how less and less schools are engaging in parental consent when it comes to minors donating blood. I of course watched this first firsthand. There were endless students that would forge their parents' signature on the blood donation thing just to get out of class, just to go donate blood. They'd come back looking like they had been sucked clean by a vampire. Your blood belongs in your body, and if you're jabbed, you have no business donating your jabbed blood. But setting them up at bus stops for all ages of children, that's next level. That's next level. I'm going to end with just a couple of things here. First of all, 
I want people to understand, I think, the historic impact of all of this, the, the medical pressure, um, innovation, independence, and the importance of, of everything that's taking place. Is this new? The answer is no. This kind of pressure has always existed. The propaganda, the, the individualism going the other way from the propaganda, so on and so forth. I would encourage people to look up the name Benjamin Rush. Benjamin Rush was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. He was a doctor, highly criticized, and an educator, highly criticized for engaging in therapies to help individuals that went against the establishment, the medical establishment, and his procedures for diagnosing and taking the time to diagnose to then arrive at logical conclusions was highly criticized back in the late 1700s for, again, having common sense and, heaven forbid, engaging in the scientific method. And he openly again stated, and I'm paraphrasing him, but he openly stated, when you stop being able to question things and just rely on an institution that is funded by government or privately funded, you're going to see the end of life and the end of what is actual health care. Again, that's a massive paraphrasing of, of what he said, but that's essentially what he said. And of course, we've always been living through that because that was well over 200 years ago. The problem, of course, is that the propaganda of the 20th century and 21st century is what has kicked this depopulation agenda into high gear. The depopulation agenda and that fact is very difficult for people to wrap their arms around because they do not know the level of evil that exists here on this only planet that we have, which is Earth. This is it. This is the battlefield, always has been, biblically speaking, and it always will be. But there are new days ahead, and there are new days coming, I have no doubt about that. But it is going to get worse, and we're seeing it right now. But if people don't learn, they don't change, and they don't do 180s in their lives regarding a great many things, they aren't going to make it. They won't. So again, I'm calling for people to stop playing these sports if you're jabbed. I'm calling for people to stop paying attention to them. If you do pay attention, pay attention the way that a scientist would pay attention to an observing group of individuals in an enclosed room. Change your mind in the way that you look at it and observe it with, quite literally, a pen in your pocket and a pad of paper next to you. Because I was literally doing that as DeMar Hamlin collapsed. I went, I immediately flipped over a piece of paper I had in front of me immediately started taking notes of what people were saying, the reactions of what people were doing, etc., etc. I'm not the only person who did that. I'm not the only person who made those observations. Countless people did. But if we're not doing that, then we're not doing what needs to be done, because this is war. And if we aren't gathering intel 
on what's going on, sharing that with people, then what are we doing? We're letting the enemy just win, and we can't allow that to happen. We can't let the ESPNs, the NFLs, and the individuals who are a part of that, those criminal organizations and those machines get away with this. So this is another call to arms as far as I'm concerned, because again, God is in control of this. This is clearly another signal from him that it's time for us to kick this back up again into fifth gear with the memes, the shows, the information, and we have to flood the space with the truth so that the people who aren't telling it look more and more foolish by the second. We have to do that. It's not about clicks, and it's not about attention, or I was the first to say this, or I was the first to say that. To hell with those people. To hell with them. They have their own sick methods. Those aren't my motivations. Those aren't my methods. It's just to create something that is factual, connect the dots, make the necessary comparisons, reflect on what's happened in the past with these organizations, what's currently happening, and then what's going to happen in the future. So in closing, again, this is the collapse. This is another big brick that's been taken out of the wall. And it hasn't been taken off the top. This is not this DeMar Hamlin incident, an unfortunate incident. And again, I pray for him and his family. This is horrific. But this has been happening nonstop without comment by these people. This is a brick in the middle of the wall that got taken out. Now people can see through the middle of the wall. We have to keep taking bricks out of the middle of the wall. And time, of course, is the ultimate equalizer. That's the only test that matters is the test of time. Time is going to be the ultimate equalizer in this. And more and more, as more and more time passes, bricks are going to be taken out of the middle of that wall. Not off the top, some off the bottom occasionally, and yes, some off the top, so to speak, as well. But to wake up the masses, it's going to have to be the bricks in the middle. Because that's where people are going to be able to see. They're going to be able to walk right through it without even having to crawl. And then the wall will collapse on itself. That's what we're living through. That's what we're watching. That's difficult, but it's war. And if you think war is easy, well, it clearly isn't. Ask the individuals who have actually fought in it with guns on battlefields. Ask them if they think it's easy. Probably not. This one is a war also. It's arguably the greatest war because it's a war for all of humanity. And that's what's going on. So, again, I wish everybody the best. I hope everybody walks away who is jabbed from the bread and circus and the sports. I'm sure that. The Pat McAfee shows and the ESPN shows and all the shows are talking about Damar Hamlin today. Just pay attention to whether or not they bring up the shots. That's what people should be paying attention to. And again, he was allegedly boosted, which should stop people dead in their tracks too. No pun intended. You know, they should just 
pay attention to that fact if that in fact happened. Again, there's a tweet bouncing around from late, uh, you know, whatever it was, late January 2nd on Monday night from a Dr. Benjamin Edelman, where they say, quote, I recently administered DeMar Hamlin's COVID booster on 1226, and as a medical professional, I can assure the public he passed all screenings with flying colors. Uh, I am in contact with UCMC staff and will provide any assistance to them. I find it odd. Again, I put that on Gab, but I, I find it odd that a doctor would openly come out and say that because you would think that they'd want to keep that under wraps. So it could be fake. I don't know. Point is, it, uh, it's odd, but it's not surprising if jabbed. That's the whole point. If really jabbed, which again, mathematically, it's in the favor that that be the case. 85% of all NFL employees jabbed. Well, then there you have it. Um, sorry, one last thing. I'll end with this. The University of Idaho alleged murders that, that took place. They apparently found a guy who was associated with it. I'm going to put this one to bed because I haven't spent a ton of time on it. I think the thing is still hinky. I think the whole thing is hinky. That's my opinion. I know that's a dismissive opinion. I think it's beyond weird how all of a the sudden they can gather all of these quotations from this guy and the graduate classes that he was in regarding his opinions and studying criminology for a PhD and whatever else. Uh, I, I think the whole thing is still odd to me because it doesn't remove the hinky moments from the past regarding the case. Again, the blood on the outside of the foundation wall, changing the front door of the house, driving cars all over the crime scene, allegedly finding a glove, whatever else. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't change all the weirdness from the past that they allegedly have this alleged person in custody. So I'm not going to comment on it any further. If they died, in fact, rest in peace. If they didn't, to hell with the people who created this giant story and this giant lie. Again, I don't know what happened. I just don't know. And I'm not going to I'm not going to play detective anymore and 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 dive into that particular story just because I don't know. I think the whole thing is hinky. I think there's more truth in the Demar Hamlin thing than there is the University uh, of Idaho thing, but that's my two cents. Okay. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'll catch you on Friday. Take care. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.